Season 2, Episode 3 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast, brought to you by Mugshots Grill and Bar, Pearl River Community College, Katie Cake and Company, located at West Canal Street in Picayune, and Advantage Insurance Company, located at 4201 Suite B, Highway 11 North in Picayune. On this episode, we will sit down and talk to Pearl River Central's head football coach, Jacob Owen. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. We appreciate uh, you joining us each and every week. And uh, Labor Day edition of the podcast is we're actually recording on a Sunday afternoon, so you'll find me a little bit more caffeinated uh, than our normal evening recordings. Of course, Jeff Lysett uh, pushing the buttons and making this thing go and also co-hosting today's podcast episode and it's that time of year Jeff we're nearly full swing haven't gotten NFL kicked off just yet but college football is back babe and a great time to be able to discuss football as we had juco action on Thursday night high school action on Friday and a full slate of college football on Saturday and we will get into all that on this round table yep let's get it straight into the round table Clay uh, brought to you by C&C Firearms and Training. Uh, they specialize in Mississippi Enhanced Concealed Carry Class. You can find them on Facebook. That's CC Firearms Training. Or also you can call Joe Quave at 601-347-2590. That's 601-347-2590. Well, let's get right into it, Clay. Let's go back three days. We'll go back and start the uh, football season off right with some Mississippi JUCO action. Uh Right up the road at Poplarville, Itawamba, come to Pearl River Community College, and Pearl River Community College come up just short, losing that ball game 34-30 to to Itawamba. Yep, and you look back at that game, Pearl River Community College had a big lead at the half, had some costly turnovers there in the second half. The Wildcats were really able to run the ball well, uh, had a back go for nearly 200 yards, and Thompson uh, out of Jeff Davis, a really good back, and was able to pile up some nice yardage, especially in the first half, really controlled the clock, the ball, and the score going into the half. But that changed with some turnovers, and Itawamba able to – and I hate to use the term steal one, but that's kind of what it felt like as I followed along is that the Indians from Itawamba kind of came down and got one that uh, Pearl River Community College would have loved to have had on that opening Thursday night. Yep, and another uh... – Another score to look at, Jones County faced Coahoma, and Jones County come on top of that one 44 to nothing. Uh, big game and big win right there for uh, JCJC. Yep, and that's what kind of what you would expect out of that score. Uh, the Bobcats from Jones County, usually a really good program. They're probably going to be that again this year. And Coahoma normally down, and so that's kind of the score that we would expect to see out of that game. Yep, and another one we just uh, kind of keep our eye on as you look across the Mississippi Juco playing field from top to bottom is, uh, you know, national champions and state champions, East Mississippi. Uh, they go to Hines and, you know, just upset Hines. I say an upset, but Hines was ranked pretty good there in the state, and then East Mississippi beats them 50 to nothing. Yeah, when you say upset, I think you're alluding to that big distance, right. the score. I mean, I, as good as East has been, that score still opened eyes. It's not like they beat uh, a Coahoma. They go and beat a Hines club that was top ten nationally ranked in all the preseason polls, 
and then you hang half a hundred on them and throw a shutout. So I believe it was kind of an upset when you look at the distance of the score to be able to do what uh, Coach Stevens, Coach Buddy Stevens, former offensive uh, line coach for the Pearl River Community College, just not that many years ago has built at East Mississippi, and they continue to roll, and that freight train is headed to Popperville on this coming Thursday night. Yep, and I was just going to get to that before we got to the last score was uh, East Mississippi goes to Pearl River Community College with a 6 o'clock kickoff, and then the Jones County, they play Holmes with a 7 o'clock kickoff. So we know East is going to Pearl River Community College, and Jones uh, plays home. Uh, Holmes. The net score, Mississippi Delta and Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, that was a opening night for the Mississippi Gulf Coast Bulldogs right over there at Perk. And they come up with that win, 52 to nothing. 52 to nothing. We talk uh, about powerhouse programs in this uh, JUCO ranks, the SEC of uh, junior college football, if you will. And Perk got off to a nice start, 52 to zero, as you have described. And a lot of Pearl River County feel in that ball game as Austin Bolton, the former Popperville Hornet, was able to take a little swing pass for 40 plus for a touchdown, the first touch in college football for Austin and AB hits a home run as I get uh, goose pimples just thinking about uh, Bolton taking that one to the distance later in that ball game running back uh, that prepped that picune Sean Anderson was able to get his name in a box score as well with a touchdown so both of the Pearl River County backs got them one in their uh, first collegiate effort so that's really exciting uh, for us as, as we are recording here in Picayune and have covered Pearl River County High School for many years. And, and to see those two guys uh, score w was a, a good thing to see on last Thursday night. Yep, it really was. And Mississippi Gulf Coast plays Coahoma this Thursday with a 7 o'clock kick. Now we're going to transition to Friday night. We'll work in some high school action. Uh, the Popperville Hornets went uh, calling and went up to seminary and, and – had a very tough ball game in the first half, all knotted up uh, going into halftime. But Popperville comes out with that win, 41-25. to Yep, a, a game as you've described, 13-13 at the half. The Bulldogs from Seminary fought awfully tough, especially in that first half. Their defensive line is really good. It's anchored uh, by Nathan Pickering. Pickering, a guy that's committed to Mississippi State. I believe he's 6'4", 280, don't have their roster in front of me seminary a 3a club but with a talent like that anchoring that defensive line we actually saw them put him in a shotgun formation <laughs> yeah. as he looked down the football field on a couple of different occasions to throw it that was just mind-boggling as i'm sitting there calling play by play and they snap it back to a 6-4 280 and he's patting the football <laughs> like dan marino back there looking to chunk it downfield but popperville that coaching staff coach b uh, and the job that he's done at Popperville has been there. Uh, and he's in his fifth year at winning percentage right at 80% for Coach Beach. And that Popperville club, 2-1 uh, and one, the last two ball games have been more like what we expected to see. And that's saying a lot. You know, they had a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure. Had a three-game road stint to start the year, come away with a 2-1 record before they head back to the Hornet Nest this Friday night. And they're battling a lot of injuries, Jeff. People don't realize they're playing really good football and kind of doing it with one arm behind their back. They have a lot of key guys standing over by our sideline reporter, Jason Baker, in street clothes. And, and that's not what you want, but you do want to be able to play football 
uh, good football and survive when you're injured, and that's what the Hornets have been able to do to start the year. Yep, and you just mentioned that Popperville will be playing at home uh, this coming up Friday night. It'd be a against Stone. Uh, Stone County Tomcats are going to come over. Um, you know, we're going to talk about score from Friday night for Stone, uh, but you know that's going to be a tough game. It's always tough when them two teams match up. Yep, and it's going to be even tougher. A little bit more at stake. Stone uh, loses this past week, and now they're zero and two. Right. And so, uh, Coach Feaster leading that club. You've heard him here on the podcast. He's not going to want to go zero and three. You know they they had a week off to start the. Uh, start the year but they've had losses to Biloxi and I believe to Harrison Central and Coach Feaster and those Tomcats are going to be in an angry mood when they make the short trip over to Popperville and that's a pretty good rival game already but his club is not going to be looking for 0-3 and so we're going to see a fantastic football game on Friday night. Yep and you mentioned that they got beat by Biloxi this past Friday night did stone 37-14 to uh, so that's going to be an interesting game to uh, keep an eye on this coming up week. Also, Pearl River Central, the Blue Devils, uh, went calling on the Forest County Aggies right there in Brooklyn, and uh, PRC comes out with the win, 41 to nothing. Yep, and head coach Jacob Owen, who we'll get a chance to visit with in just a moment here on the podcast, put up that 41 to zero victory, a strong outing, gets them off uh, to a one and two start. And you hate to say a must-have, but Blue Devils needed that win. You'll hear the head coach, Coach Owen, kind of allude to that and did it in a big way, 41-0 on the road. Yep, and PRC, the Blue Devils will be off this week, so they have a bye, kind of recoup, get their game plans ready because in two weeks they play uh, St. Stanislaus at home up there in Carrier. Also, Picayune, the Maroon Tide was on the road. This past Friday, they went to Pascagoula, and Picayune comes out on top with that victory, 28-11. to 11. Yep, anytime you go down on the Gulf Coast and get a win, it's a good win, and Picayune took care of their business behind another good rushing outing. They ran the ball for well over 350 yards. Jordan Rain, um, tailback for Picayune, led them in rushing once again. Of course, he had over 100 yards, as most backs in that Picayune offense do. And Jordan Reigns toted the load for them the first three weeks. He got some help this week. Uh, Winston Drain was able to come in and provide, I believe, around 70 yards in rushing to kind of take the load off of Jordan Rain. That will be interesting to see as Drain comes on the scene and they're able to spread some of those carries and yardages out, how that affects that rushing offense for Dodley and the Picune. Maroon yep. Tide. Yep, and Picune will host Gulfport uh, this coming up Friday. Gulfport. Uh, two and one, Picayune two and one. That's going to be a interesting matchup. I think that's uh, get be Picayune's last matchup before they start district play. So you got Gulfport coming in uh, to Picayune this coming up Friday night. Also, uh, a team that's just really been booming in the south side of this of I say your five A bracket in this uh, in this state is Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg beat Moss Point this past Friday night, forty eight to thirteen. And they seem to have that uh, them Tigers in, in the Pine Belt right there roaring pretty good. Yeah, Pannesburg, is, if you read any preseason polls or looked at any preseason material, Hattiesburg was in a top three or four just depending on where you look. Some places had them as high as two, and they have certainly lived up to that. Three and oh, all three in impressive fashion. And their quarterback, Connor, their signal caller, is a handful. He's committed to Memphis, and you can see why. Uh, each week he just put, puts up 
huge numbers. And next week there will be a quarterback battle, Jeff. I know you're about to give it to us, but they uh, – Hattiesburg. And who do they have next week, Jeff? They have – well, they go to Oak Grove. Uh, Oak Grove 3-0 and as well. Oak Grove coming off of a victory this pra- this past Friday night against Laurel, 36-18. to So you have 3-0 and uh, 6A powerhouse Laurel – and, uh, and, uh, I mean, uh, Oak Grove, a 6A powerhouse, uh, facing a 3-0 and Hattiesburg Tiger 5A powerhouse right there in Oak Grove. So that should be a better, another very interesting matchup. Yeah, and across the state, I don't know if you're going to find a matchup with two better quarterbacks uh, going against each other. Maybe all year long as uh, the kid from Oak Grove, Plumley kid, committed to Georgia. So you've got a Memphis commit for Hattiesburg, a Georgia commit over at Oak Grove. Oak Grove, if you already have described rolling, that should be a heck of a football game and a big, big crowd gathering there in the Pine Belt. Yep, uh, 98 West going out toward Oak Grove out there is going to be crowded uh, next Friday night. Um, some some scores from up the northern part of the state. Uh, Clinton uh, beat Brandon 19-14. to 14. That's uh, – that was a, a good ball game. I've, I've read a couple articles on it, but Clinton beating Brandon 19-14 was a, was a good ball game this past Friday night. Yep, if you followed Brandon and if we had Jake Wimberly on just a couple weeks back, he talked about uh, how good Brandon is and how they started out the season. You would have thought maybe that they were going to beat Clinton in that game. You can't really call it a, an upset with some of the past history that Clinton has had and the winning program that Coach Boswell has there. But they were able to upend Brandon, 19-14, uh, to 14, big win for the Arrows. And uh, Brandon, they're going to be there. That's a team that you look at that's going to be there towards the end in this playoff run. But Clinton may be there as well, as that will be a lot of fun to watch up in the Metro Jackson area. Yep, another score uh, to mention from this past Friday night, uh, Starkville beat West Point 23-7. to and that, entered, that ended a little uh, something for West Point. Yeah, West Point had a 30-game winning streak going into that ball game. Startville, no, no matter where you look, uh, basically in the state polls is number one. And they certainly prove why as the uh, Startville just continues to roll, continues to play really good football and uh, beat a West Point team that some people in the preseason rankings had them down from that one, two, or three spot and maybe showed a little bit why, but I, would be, I wouldn't bet against West Point as we get into playoff football later in the year. Nope, they seem to always be there up in the north, so uh, never too early to count them out. Uh, now some NCAA action. I know – uh, a team that we were interested in yesterday to try to kick off this football season. Uh, the University of Southern Mississippi, the Golden Eagles, an impressive win at home against interstate uh, foe in Jackson State, and they beat uh, Jackson State 55-7. to Yep, and kind of answered some questions against um... – against the Jackson State Club, that if they would have played very close, you would have had a lot more questions. But Jack Abraham uh, got the start, his first college uh, start in Division One level as he's a, a junior college transfer. And Jack Abraham threw the football really well. I believe he ended like 21 of 27, very accurate. Most of the passes were right on the guys, gave him a chance to do work after the catch, which uh, Watkins certainly was able uh, to do as he had a, a huge, night wide receiver punt returner for the golden eagles but the golden eagles look 
pretty good in all facets other than the running game. You will look and see some Golden Eagle fans maybe wish they could have moved the ball better on the ground. Weren't able to, to do that at times. But Abraham certainly, I think, secured some of those questions from the quarterback uh, position. The wide receivers played well. Defense and special teams. A pretty good grade if you're grading that thing out for the Golden Eagles yesterday. Yep, and the Golden Eagles will entertain – uh, Louisiana Monroe at home next Saturday night, uh, kickoff at 6 o'clock. And uh, judging by the way you went up there yesterday for the first game, I take it you're going to be in the Rock uh, next week too, Clay. Yep, if uh, good Lord willing, we, we're fortunate uh, to have season tickets for the Golden Eagles, and we try to make as many of those as we can. It's a great day. Uh, as people, as our listeners know, any way you can get uh, on a college campus on a Saturday – support your alma mater is a lot of fun and we certainly enjoy our southern miss home games yep another uh another university just up the road i say up the road just south of memphis is an oxford old miss uh took on texas tech and old miss come out on top of that one 47 to 27 i think there was uh maybe some questions surrounding the Ole Miss program about some players about you know what they had to look forward to going into uh, yesterday's game but Ole Miss kind of took care of business with a 20-point win yeah big big win really when you look at the uh the spread of that I mean I thought Ole Miss would put up a lot of points and Rebel certainly did that with that 47 mark but I didn't know um that Texas Tech wouldn't be able to move the ball at times Ole Miss defensively uh played pretty well through stretches of that game on some three and outs and when you've got that offense you don't need your defense uh to be dominant they just don't need to be in the bottom quarter of all defenses division one wise if they're in the middle of the road that old Miss club with the wide receivers that they have and the guy back there uh pulling the trigger their quarterback and wide receiver play you throw in uh the tight end they're as good as it gets division one and i'm not just talking about on that side of the sec or and i'm talking about all of the Division one football, their quarterback and wide receiver play is top notch. So if they get a defense that can stop folks occasionally, that's going to be a dangerous club in Ole Miss. And I think what you saw on Saturday of the three major universities in the state, they, to me, had the most questions to answer. And they answered some of those questions. I think that young secondary for the Rebels played a little bit better than people expected. And, and that's a club that maybe ticked up in people's minds as far as a win-loss total. We anxious to see if they can carry that over in a week two. Yep, week two, as you just mentioned, Southern Illinois will come down to Oxford at, and play, and face Ole Miss at 3 o'clock. So um, Ole Miss can see if they can carry over uh, that defense and, and that winning uh, into the second week. Also, Mississippi State took on uh, Stephen F. Austin. Mississippi State comes out with a big win there, 63 to six and there's a lot of talk around Mississippi State being one to contend with in the West of course everybody talks about Alabama uh, but Mississippi State the Bulldogs are right there in that conversation yep two friends of the podcast Jake Wimberly and then also Brett Hudson uh, two guys that are really close to that uh, program and, and pay a close eye both have them with a total win mark of a 10 and 2 is what their prediction is preseason they did nothing yesterday to dent that uh, backup quarterback and Thompson certainly uh, looked very prepared and the uh, kid out of New Orleans put up huge numbers for Mississippi State that that was a game that you weren't going to get a lot of questions answered other than kind of the wrinkle and the beginning of game week uh, that 
starting quarterback. Uh, Fitz was going to have to sit, and uh, Thompson was able to answer any of those questions about his backup role. And 63-6 to is they knocked uh, – Stephen F. Austin, they knocked them stone cold, didn't they? They they did. And Mississippi State will have to go to Kansas State uh, for game two, week two. So Mississippi State Bulldogs will go up to Kansas State, and that will be 11 o'clock kickoff uh, for week two. And not that Kansas State's going to be the quality that Mississippi State is, but you make a long trip and you kick off at 11, you better be ready. That, that game – has some trappings made up just because you're going to hear all week how good you were and how that 10 and 2 maybe compete for all that's been validated and then you got to pick up go across the country and start at 11 o'clock in the morning uh we'll be anxious to see kind of how that plays off see if uh kansas state can't hang with the bulldogs for longer than people may expect yeah and and it's that's going to be like you said when you when you have to travel as far as you have to for them kind of ball games and uh, you're getting up there a day early. I mean, you know, normally you do anyways, but everything seems to be uh, maybe rushed a little bit sometimes when you got an early kickoff uh, at an 11 o'clock that morning. Everything might get a little tense and might seem a little rushed. Yep, we'll be anxious to see exactly how that plays out next Saturday morning. And that will do it for our roundtable. We'll now get into uh, our featured interview as we've had head coach Jacob Owen coming off his first victory as a head coach there for the Pearl River Central Blue Devils. Head coach for the Pearl River Central Blue Devils, Jacob Owen, joining a podcast on uh, a different time for us recording a Sunday afternoon. And, uh, Coach, we certainly appreciate you making time for us on this uh, Sunday afternoon after your first victory as a head football coach. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all having me on. Jacob, just walk us through, man, the thoughts and emotion uh, when the clock went to all zeros and you look up and your club uh, has that 41-0 to victory on the road the other night. Well, I got real cold. Uh, <laughs> it dumped water on me, and uh, then everything just kind of goes blank after that. Uh, I had to dig ice out of my pockets before I went across and shook hands. Um, just a lot, man. You know, you think about all the, you know, all the hard work and all the sacrifices and and everything that not only you've made, but you know, your coaches have made and your players have made. And, uh, it's just fun to be able to look at them in the eye and say, you know, told you it was going to be worth it. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's just confirmation. You know that that what we're doing is 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 the right way to do it, the right way to go about it. And coach, it comes uh, relatively um, early, just your third ball game there, and the leadership spot for Pearl River Central. How much does it help you as a leader? You you've kind of alluded to it there, but does it help in the the buy-in and the um, and just kind of winning uh, your guys even more so. I know they've already supported you, but some uh, proof in the pudding there. Yes, you know, absolutely. I felt like that we needed something, you know, something good to happen, you know, uh, after the game that we had against Popperville. Uh, we needed something, something good to happen. Not that there was anybody that was, you know, doubting or, you know, openly – critical or overly critical or anything like that. We just needed it for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, 
we worked so hard and we, we, we've been working so hard. We're going to continue to work hard. Um, we just, we needed something good to happen. And uh, thank God and, uh, that it did. We're joined on this Bank Plus interview today uh, by Jacob Owen, head coach of Pro River Central Blue Devils. And coach, as, as you look back on your team uh, from the spring throughout the summer workouts, you had the pick, uh, the uh, Hancock game, the Popville game, and then the the game this pri- uh, this past Friday night. How much growing have you seen through these kids as they've balled in uh, to this program and to the to the new regime coming at Pro Over Central? I've seen a lot of growth. You know, a lot of it uh, on the field that you can you know that you can really measure and you can see. Um, but the biggest growth I've seen is uh, is our attitude. Uh, and I work at the, you know, attitude affects everything. And, uh, it's impossible to work hard with a poor attitude. It's impossible to be disciplined with a poor attitude. Um, I think our attitude's gotten better, uh, especially last week. You know, we had some guys that I thought played with uh, a lack of attitude. Um, not that they didn't play, but, uh, we had to, you know, there's got to be consequences for, for our actions. and um, I believe our, our, that we grew a lot this week in terms of, uh, of coming to work every day and having a great attitude. Coach, talk to us. I mean, I know it's a team effort anytime uh, something like this takes place, but your staff, your immediate staff, but then guys that have um, kind of put their mark on your coaching career up to this point. Do you look back at some of those guys and some of those memories uh, when you when you get that first win? Oh, yeah. You know, you, you think about all that stuff. You think about your, your whole journey, you know, as a coach. And I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed to, uh, to have been around so many good coaches and so many good people. Um, and uh, just very thankful. Coach, Putting uh, putting that, and you hate to say in the rear view, but in this business, that's kind of what it is. You've got, uh, as you well know, you've got to turn the calendar and look ahead. Does it help to have an off week this Friday night? Um, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to put it in the rear view probably to tomorrow. <laughs> I tried right. to rush you, didn't I, Coach? I'm sorry for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna we're gonna enjoy this one just as you know, as much as we can and uh then we're gonna start getting ready for Stanislaus, you know, it's a big homecoming game. They're gonna be, you know, coming to us and should be a, a good crowd there. Um and uh, I don't well, I don't think I gotta go back and look, but uh I think it's been like two years since we won a home football game. Mm. So, uh we're gonna be trying to to break that streak, so uh, yeah, it's uh, we're looking forward to that opportunity, and um, can't wait. Coach, you say you can't wait, and that fan base there, they certainly uh, can't wait. Tell us, and this is kind of off the map here, but your prior stint there at the offensive coordinator at Popperville, the way that community was just so balled in, man, and. I've been fortunate to see the way that they support that Hornet Club. And then now the Blue Devil support, it's known uh, throughout South Mississippi, kind of almost regardless of win and loss record, the kind of support 
Just tell us about the last two communities that you've been involved with as far as their support for the football teams. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the uh, Popperville and Purple Central both have some have some great kids. You know, you don't you don't have great kids without great parents. Um, you know, we we're blessed to to be in a county or an area where um, our kids get a lot of support from their parents and uh, they believe in them and support what they do. I remember the first game at Popperville. Um, we played Columbia at Columbia. And, uh, in 2011, and uh, Popperville was 0-10 the year before that. And uh, we come out, I turn around, and there's, there's nowhere to sit hmm. on the visitor side. Wow. Uh, that many people uh, came to watch us in that first game against Columbia. And, uh, we beat them 56-12, uh, and that was the, kind of the beginning. But uh, I see the same thing here. You know, Friday night there wasn't there wasn't anywhere to sit uh, on the visitor sideline, and we're owing to. And uh, they're loud, and they got their jugs, and they support their kids, and they love their blue devils. And uh, if if people don't don't think that that makes a difference uh, in how kids play, uh, they are very 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 badly mistaken, and they underestimate. Uh, power of, of, uh, of motivation and uh, kids feed off of that energy you know good or bad unfortunately mm-hmm. you know a lot of times you know you can have a big crowd but it can be you know a negative crowd you know but and, and the, the kids are going to feed off of that our kids are going to feed off of that that energy and uh, that enthusiasm and the support from the student section has been great and, and the band and the dance you know, everything, our kids feed off that. Uh, and it, it certainly makes a difference. Once again, we're talking to Pro Over Central head football coach Jacob Owen on this interview sponsored by Bank Plus. And, Jacob, I know we're talking about Friday night with your first uh, win as a head coach at Pearl River Central, but I want to look back one more night to Thursday night. There was a cool mm-hmm. pit, there's a cool picture of you standing in the background when Austin Bolton scored his first college touchdown over at Mississippi Gulf Coast. I know you were there as his former coach, and, of course, he was a former player. But what kind of joy do you get from that seeing Austin Bolton over at Mississippi Gulf Coast? You have Jesse Parnell, who was also a player at Poplarville over at Pearl River Central. I mean, Pearl River Community College. And then you have DJ Travis up at Jones. What kind of joy uh, does that bring as a former uh, coach of these young men? And you, de- you better not leave Jamerica out. He'll yep. get his feelings hurt. Don't forget about Jamerica. Uh, no, man, it's, uh, I'm very, very proud to, to have been their coach. I'm proud of, of what they're doing. They're all great young men. Um, you know, my wife, my wife took that picture. She went over to that game. She takes a lot of pictures when she goes to the football games. I think she told me she took 865 pictures last Friday night. <laughs> I was like, my goodness, well, did you watch any of it? <laughs> And, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Austin told me to, he said, coach, uh, you know, you know, I want you to be at my first college game. And I said, I'll be there. And, uh, like six months later, I had to remind myself that, you know, he's at home and I called him and he said, coach, get there early. The first time I touch it, I'm taking it to the house. Hmm. 
I said, all right. And he said, I'm going to kick off the turn, and we're going to be splitting carries. And, uh, well, they, they didn't they didn't kick off the Gulf Coast to start the game. Gulf Coast kicked off them, so didn't miss anything there. But on the second offensive series, they threw him a little bubble route out there, and he caught it. And I'm standing in the end zone that he's running toward, and uh, I'm, I'm standing, like, on the track. And when he caught it, I take off running toward the end zone. And he's running toward me. And I'm like, I'm going to tackle it. If he scores his touchdown, tackle his kid. And uh, there was two kids in between him and the end zone. And I was like, that's not enough. That's not enough. And he put a little move on the guy and then out ran the other and gave in the end zone. And I was, I was almost fixing to grab him. But I was like, ah, that's a penalty. You know, you can't, you can't. You can't grab the players, but man, I, I ain't gonna lie, I teared up. I teared up. I was very happy for him. Yeah, you you teared up. Now you got me teared up, man. I'm I'm an emotional guy, much like yourself, and uh, just the memories and the joy and a smile from that young man, and uh, <laughs> just to see it, man, just awesome stuff. And to hear you recount it, uh, even better, Coach. We certainly appreciate appreciate your time uh, this afternoon, and we know that was the first of many you've always uh been a friend of ours and a, a friend of our broadcasting and in this podcast so thank you jacob thank you clay and uh god bless y'all thank you brother thank you for listening to this week's episode sponsored by mugshots grill and bar pearl river community college katie cake and company and advantage insurance company stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come